Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Have you spotted any pirate ships? Duh. Duh. What, are you going to get Duh. snippy with us, Bob? Ya que estamos en México, ¿por qué no intentamos hablar en español? Quiero ver. You know, actually, I think there was a good restaurant right up here. Whoa. That has changed since the last time we were here. Uh, my name is Paul Sturgis. I work for Nixon Oil. It's supposed to ferry out to the rig from here. I think I see it. Is that it? Yep, that's her. I'm here to do the inspection. What is it? Protection. Protection from what? Mom? Hello? Anybody? Where the hell is everyone? What's going on here? Is that look? The black beamer. There must be some way off this rig. Nothing works. I don't think it can take much more punishment. This is not just any shark. It's a curse. Brought on not by nature, but by wrath. Wrath? He's gonna keep getting his revenge until the sacrifice is made. Kill it. I have a plan. You will not take my family away from me. Kill the monster. Open your eyes, Cabron. I know a big ass shark when I see one. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 525. Releasing April 28th in theaters across the US is The Black Demon, a thriller that stars Josh Lucas as a safety supervisor for a large oil corporation whose working vacation in Baja, Mexico becomes a fight for survival when he and his family are targeted by a vengeful Megadalon shark. Inspired by the legendary tales of a large fearsome shark stalking the waters off Baja, Mexico, The Black Demon is also the latest film from director Adrian Grunberg, who I'm glad to say joins me now on the podcast. Adrian, how are you? Very well. I'm glad to be 525. It's a beautiful number. It is a beautiful number, and it's a, I think it's a number that, for me, really talks about all the progress I've made on my end. So I spoke to you last, which was like, I don't know how long ago, Get the Gringo came out. I think that's like 2012 or something like that. It could have been. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but this movie though is different to films that you've done beforehand and you know what I like about film a lot of movies sometimes is that you learn something new from movies right and what I learned from this movie was about the myth of the black demon shark and to pardon the pun but I did a deep dive into into the whole everything black demon 
Um, and it was just a really, really kind of fascinating story, especially around cryptid circles. And still to this day, there are reports from fishermen and other people as well that these mythological sharks out there stalking uh, the oceans out there um, the uh, um, uh, outside of, of Baja in Mexico. Um, what about yourself, um, Adrian? What did you know about the Black Demon shark, the myth, the, the legend, um, before you got the script for the Black Demon? Because I'm, 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 if you're like me, you will be just fascinated with the whole kind of uh, the whole story behind this uh, this elusive creature. I, like yourself, uh, have to admit, I had no idea about it. And when I was presented with the script and the story, I took the same dive you did and uh, <clears throat> and found it there. And I said, oh, my God, I I, I had never heard of this. And, and I'm, I'm Mexican. So there you go. Um, but but the beauty to me, what really attracted to me, other than the fact that it was a, a, a legend that was actually a live legend, um, is the whole mythology behind it and the way uh, bringing, bringing my Latin and Hispanic culture uh, forward in a story usually sort of, you know, left for the Anglo world. So it was a, it was a, it was a great exploration for me to go to, to, to dive into this one. You know, that the Black Demon is not your average shark movie since the Black Demon itself is not your average shark, right? There's so, or like you said, it's all this mythological, even sometimes it feels like supernatural kind of properties kind of attached to this, this creature and the tales regarding it. So when you're reading this script, what possibilities pop out to you as a filmmaker about what you could do with the material? Because, you know, I think a lot of people, when I think shark movie, there's a certain type of uh, perception people have about it. I'm here to tell everyone right now, if you watch a black demon, your perceptions are going to be blown out of the water again, pardon the pun, because um, this is a very different kind of shark movie that I've seen before. It's something I really appreciated as a film fan. Um, I, to, I'm the same. I mean, look, I, I grew up with Jaws. You know, it's it's up there with one of those movies that, that made me want to become a filmmaker. And I've seen plenty of shark movies since. Some I like, some I, I like less, but they're a genre that we're all fascinated with. And when I got presented with the opportunity of doing something um, in, in this genre and with this material, what I, you know, for me was important was trying to maybe come up with, with something different, um, you know, some a, a slightly skewed view of the same subject. You know, we're all terrified of the water because of Jaws. And, mm. you know, sharks are one of those animals that create this feeling in us. Um, and there was part of this story that I really liked, that it was that, that the shark itself, it's not, a, it's not out for revenge. It's not out for blood. It doesn't want to kill people. Um, as a matter of fact, the, quite the contrary, it's, it's its whole reason for being is to destroy what is destroying its planet, which in turn is our planet. So it, it, it is actually trying to save us. If in, if in the process, other living creatures die, then so be it. it, it that's what it, it is there, um, you know, uh, uh, to be able to 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 make those collateral damages and make those decisions without a conscience that you know that we do have um in order to achieve the greater good for all of us the matt's movie reviews podcast is brought to you by t public t public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise with over 1.2 million designs t public is sure to have something you will love the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. The world's leading online store, Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. 
Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. This is a new environment for you in the, in the aspect of, you know, get the gringo and rainbow last blood. We're dealing more with dry land, very kind of deserty kind of uh, uh, places as well. You know, a lot of sand, a lot of dirt. Here you're working in water. And uh, yeah, I've talked to a lot of filmmakers before about the different aspects of working in water. And what I've found is that over the years, as technology has advanced and filmmaking equipment and uh, resource, et cetera, it's become an easier kind of process. I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying it's easy to do so, but easier than, say, the, the horror stories you've heard from like past, like movies from the 70s and 80s. What was your experience like working in and with water? And did you have any perceptions regarding it that didn't come true? And then were there things that came up in working with water? They like, oh, I didn't think I had to deal with that problem today. Right. Um I hadn't directed a movie in water, but I, I worked on a movie called Master and Commander years ago, which was shot at the Rosarito tank where Titanic was shot. So I, I had the experience of working in a water tank before in much bigger conditions. Um, in a sense, it has gotten easier. Um, we found, again, look, shooting in water in a way is like shooting anywhere else. You always find yourself having to come up with solutions for stuff that comes up. That is the nature of this business. Um, it, very rarely do things go as perfectly planned and you come up with things, you know, even shooting in the outside, cloud, you know, the weather, rain, um, hurricanes, whatever, you know, COVID. Um, so, um, in that sense, it's sort of like all the rest in the sense that you still have to deal with the day-to-day -day and everything, stuff happens on a daily basis. Um, having said that, there are certain things that have gotten easier. Your parameters are easier. You work on a, on a, on, you know, you work on a tank. So, you know, your measurements, you know, the square root, you know, the, 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 the theory of everything. Um, then you add human beings into it. And that's where it, you come, you are encountered with different circumstances, but they're all fun. It's fun to have uh, to come up with solutions for issues that come up. So it's it's extremely gratifying. And to me, working outside as opposed to on a stage is 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 cooler. It's always you know it gives you the sense of being on the set. It gives the actors the same experience. And it was it was uh, all around. It was a really cool cool uh, shooting experience. The main setting for the movie is an oil rig. Um, okay, so my my really ignorance here of, of the whole kind of like shooting of, of a film is going to come in here. Where do you find an oil rig to shoot on? Is there something that's already available to shoot on? Do you create one? Is that something that's in the tank? Is that something that's in a real-world environment? How did that all kind of come together? Well, um, if you're James Cameron, you might actually want to shoot in a and, and get to shoot in a real oil rig. Uh, you know, the rest of us need need to find other solutions. And in our case, you know, uh, again, we shot in the Dominican Republic. There's a water tank there that is ready to shoot. You know, usually boats are built there. So you have control of the water. You don't have to deal with waves or, or, or tides. Um, and then we had a marvelous uh, uh, um, production designer, Carlos Osorio, who built 
the first floor. We basically built the first floor and the ceiling of the second floor of this small rig. You know, there's two types of rig. There's the offshore, which are the big, um, you know, the big rigs that are out, you know, in, in deep, deep water. Um, and then there's a shallow water rigs, which is what we're dealing with, right? Which is slightly smaller. Um, so we built that floor um, on this um, on this water tank, and that's where we did all, our, all of our exterior. So it was a big, it was a big build. And then with visual effects, we extended it upwards. When you see up, that's all VFX. Going back to the deep dive that I had in regards to the black demon shark and just sharks in general, there's a, there's a fascinating tidbit that I came across in regards to that really kind of like brings together um, indigenous Mexican culture, Mayan culture, and the shark as a species. What I found is that the word shark actually comes from the word shook, which is a, the Mayan word for, for this species. I think it happened in 1567. There was this um, uh, British explorer who was, who was part of defeating the Spanish Armada. He was sent out to go check out those waters. And it was the first time they encountered a shark. And then they talked to one of the indigenous people. They said, what's that called? And it said shook. So the, the wording is X-O-C, but it sounds like S-H-O-C-K, shook. Right. And shook became shark. And I found that just so incredibly fascinating um, on, on my part. And then when you just think about it as a whole, the shark species in indigenous Mexican culture really do kind of come together because this is um, the environment that they, they were living in and the, the black demon kind of myth kind of came from that whole thing as well. I think it's kind of interesting how after all of these years, this is the first movie to really kind of tap into the kind of really intimate relationship between these two, you know, the culture of, of the Mayan people, the indigenous Mexican people in the species of the shark. I think it's just so fascinating. Is that is that something that kind of resonated with you as well in regards to, you know, this is kind of the first film that I know of anyway that really kind of delve into it from that aspect, from that culture, as opposed to everything else in Hollywood history? Well, for starters, let me say I had no idea about the the, the word shook. Um, so that's it's fascinating and it's fantastic to know. Um, uh, but definitely one of the things that attracted to me and to Javier Chapa, who's the producer who, who offered me the movie, was that idea of, yes, incorporate, uh, incorporating the Mexican legend, but telling a story which is usually reserved for the Anglo and the Hollywood, um, you know, and, and the fascination with sharks and incorporate, incorporating it both into a a Latin world, and then even deeper into our Aztec um, culture and, and, and Tlaloc and incorporating the, the mythology of, of, of an ancient civilization um, uh, in regards to nature. Now, what, what happens is uh, through Tlaloc is, is how we brought together the the legend of the black demon to life is through the mythology of Tlaloc and 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 the, the god of rain and ha having it be the creator per se of 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 this physical being um and tying the reality of those of that legend of the black uh, demon which you know it's still a legend you know there's sightings of it um even though nobody has actually seen it there's no actual yeah images of it um but um so that's what really attracted it to me is is to be able to bring this whole mythology and this whole hispanic culture into something um you know more mainstream well i gotta say that it's like i said it's not your average shark movie it's a movie that for me i'm um, brought about not only do you have the thrills and not only do you have really fine performances from josh lucas and other people in the cast as well but 
I love when I can I can be able to research a film and learn something from it, you know. Um, and I think the Black Demon really did that for me. So I just want to say I appreciate that and congratulations to you when making a movie. And for Thank everyone you. out there listening, April 28 in theaters across the US, The Black Demon. I really encourage everyone to watch this film on the big screen, buy a ticket. It's a movie made for the big screen. You need the big visuals. Uh, visuals. A Megalodon movie does not belong in the small screens. A big shark needs a big screen. So watch it at the theaters. Um, watch it. Uh, learn something, appreciate some a new kind of twist to the shark movie because there's a lot of them out there, but not a, not a lot of them can really kind of uh, illuminate and educate like the Black Demon can. So Adrian Grunberg, congratulations to you on the film. Best of luck in the film's release. And thank you for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me.